0: So in our
1: last session, I will start with meditation, bringing some of the reflections into the practice. And so there's that, what you could call the entry protocol. So that's the way you start your meditation. In the Tibetan tradition you know, never just you know sit down and then you meditate but there's a bit of a process to get ready and here we have emphasized the posture and taking your seat and the checking in and traditionally of course here you would add also practices like taking refuge connecting with bodhicitta a mental bonding process, maybe doing some prostrations, making an offering. So you, you kind of play your, your way into the meditative state with some practices. And that can be very individually. Maybe you like to do some yoga before or, you know, so anything which, uh, yeah, makes your, body settle, your mind and your heart open and then different aspects of this practice is the awareness that everything you experience is within consciousness
0: like a dream
1: And then the relationship to the content of our experience in this practice is letting be, letting things be exactly as they are. So the practice here is not applying any antidote. Relaxing the grasping for something else and embracing and inviting what is. So then there is the insight into the insubstantial insubstantial nature of the appearances, and the impermanence or non-static nature. Trying to experience what you experience without labeling, without stories, without words. And then there's the one million question, the one one million dollar question, "What is aware?" And then pausing, resting in in an in a glimpse of the underlying presence, the underlying vastness, the underlying groundlessness. and then there is also uh the possibility of combining a bit shamatha with object and this kind of awareness of awareness practice and that is you know when things become too too much too overwhelming if you get too much entangled uh, that you have a bit of an anchor you can return to so that could be the breath that could be any any sensation in the body pleasant or unpleasant so that you a bit so like with the image of sitting on a mountain and looking into the landscape while you're doing this there's also the sense of groundedness in the in the mountains so there's a bit of a bit of an anchor you can return to while you stay connected with so let's Sit quietly with this. I will bring up some of these possible movements some of these possible gestures as a reminders Assuming your seat with an appreciation that we are doing this together not only the participants now in this field but with us There's countless others who sit in silent prayer in the presence of the divine. Then either with open eyes or closed eyes, you shift into present moment awareness. Which is also a shift from the head into the body.
0: And with the in breath, welcoming the guests in the guest house of the body. And with the out breath, letting go, dissolving opening heart and mind and body. And with that softening the belly and the shoulders.
1: Try to lose interest in the radio channel of the narrative self. Being aware that whatever we experience right now is experienced within consciousness, within awareness, within mind like a dream.
0: Letting this moment be what it is and resting in the midst of your experience.
1: the appearances within consciousness they don't have any substance they are like rainbows like dreams vividly appearing but they are empty
0: But isn't there also something else? Something bigger? Surrounding and pervading whatever you experience the knowingness So
1: there's thoughts and still there's vastness and there's feelings and there's vastness and there's sensations in your body and there's vastness there's plenty of space for everything to come into appearance and then dissolve back into that space and you rest
0: as the space, the heart like the sky, boundaryless and centerless, timeless, a primordial stillness and natural peace, in the nature of love. You are the sky and not the weather. You know, the mirror and not the reflections. Not that the mirror is separate from the reflections, but it is something more. It's not exactly the same. And then you rest.
1: Doing nothing. No further to go. Just being here, not knowing what here is, not knowing where here is, not knowing who is here just hearness,
0: ness suchness.
1: Resting as that which remains, which is prior to anything which arises. Something which is prior to anything which arises and remains when things disappear.
0: Resting right there.
1: The sense of I, the sense of the body and the room within you They are also appearances within awareness, within consciousness Everything which arises is recognized as unity, arising from unity, dissolving back into unity. Everything is recognized as a wave in the shoreless ocean of consciousness arising, being water, being the ocean, while it does its play and then dissolving back into water, into the ocean, into
0: consciousness.
1: And then again, when we transition out, the sense of that the meditation is not finished, you just take your time, and the content of your experience changes. But there's also that which remains. And uh, in, in some cases, one would say now the meditation is finished, and maybe there's a bit of a relief. So sometimes the real meditation happens when the meditation is finished. That's when people have. In, insights in the retreats is usually when they sit with their coffee in the break in the sun outside of the meditation room or, or having their meal. I think there's a question here. Yeah, so the dip in the ocean giving an experience of total awareness and border- borderlessness. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so well, this moment of shock and then also being in nature this moment of shock which makes the narrative self story disappear for a moment and um, I think, actually, winter bathing is so popular because exactly of that. So, there's activities like you know, bungee jumping or paragliding or extreme climbing, which, uh, if you think about it, might be an expression of, of the longing, of the yearning uh, to experience the gap. And, uh, you know, some people, they need to bring them, bring this body uh, to the top of a mountain hanging just on one finger so that finally, for a moment, the mental shatter, the radio station of the narrative self shuts up. And then there's the gap. They might call it flow or something like that. So I think these, these activities are, are actually based on a deep level on this longing, this yearning of union, of merging. Also our interest in sex, I think, on a deep level, comes from, from that yearning for union, for dissolving, for liberating ourselves from the identification with the narrative self. So in, in the Tibetan tradition, there is uh, they say there's like different activities where we have glimpses of non-dual awareness. And one is, in, is the orgasm. And then they also mention sneezing and yawning. So of course, if we would rely only upon hanging with one finger on the mountain... Uh and some people say that. I mean you no, know, so, some people say to me, you know, I, I don't need to meditate. I, I I take walks in the mountains and that is meditation. Yeah <laughs> maybe maybe uh, but I still think uh in between dipping into the ocean. Um, it might be good to also have a meditation practice and, you know, all the stuff uh, I have been talking about. So that these experiences, these glimpses, which then arise in these ex- situations, that they can be appreciated. And, you know, and also we want to have Access to non-dual awareness everywhere, even in the most boring environment, the the most opposite to dipping in the ocean. But dipping in the ocean and experiencing this shock and this temporary pause of the narrative self is definitely one of the many uh, conditions which might help us to deepen. The familiarity with non dual experience. So, the next question is about uh, feeling of overwhelm and being stuck in meditation.
0: So, one thing is
1: uh, being creative to uh, to find your way and not putting on a straitjacket of a certain practice or posture which somehow right now are not supportive to the contrary so it
0: could be that a
1: way to Practice is uh, you know, mere, uh, more a moving meditation. You know, exploring movement and meditation. Mm. Breathing techniques and medita- So breathing techniques and non-dual experience and moving, dancing. Yeah. So meditation practice does not necessarily mean that you lock yourself into, into a certain position. Uh, so there is something I I mentioned that before, which is wise avoidance. Yeah. So some people would say, so you have resistance, like, like just I will just stock stuck you into the posture, and you will just sweat and suffer, and uh, and you just stay there, and in the, in the end there will be a breakthrough. But I don't believe in that. So I have more uh, an attitude of respect towards resistance. Not as something which needs to be broken. But that in resistance or in tensing towards something that there is also wisdom. I mean resistance and tensing towards something is a protector. And I don't think it's always the wisest thing to kind of try to shut down that Protector but to uh, appreciate the work of the Protector and what it's trying to do and, you know, being gentle of course there is some value in uh, for example going into Retreat with, with a group and with a teacher and to kind of through the group pressure and through the structure of the day to be kind of forced to just be with that feeling of annoyance and resistance and um, and and being reminded of different tools you can you know ways of being with that annoyance and with that resistance so i'm I'm not sure if that's necessary a wise thing to try to do on your own, and also in a retreat, one needs to be really you know careful with what kind of retreat you're attending. It doesn't happen often, but I've met quite some people who got re retraumatized in retreat so re retraumatized means so they had something coming up like a like like the feeling of I'm not good enough. But like big deal. I mean we all have it, but you know some people some people, I mean for some people it's a miracle that's that they survive survived the first six years. So if that if it is some someone like that and you do and you go into retreat, kind of a vipassana retreat, with a teacher who has no uh, no appreciation of trauma, of uh, a psychological, psychotherapeutic view, then what you might get as an instruction is just be with it, look at it, explore it, see its emptiness, feeling it, giving space to it, allowing it to be. And these are sometimes appropriate instructions, but sometimes they are not. So it happens not often, but sometimes, and I talk with these people, uh, that people leave retreat worse than they started. Because, yes, it's a good idea to be, to practice compassionate abiding, but what if that is not possible? So then the retreat becomes a spiral downward. Not a spiral upward into more space and lightness, but a spiral downward, more of and feeling deeper. I'm not good enough. So, if you, if you, and at one point, sure, one has to address and feel the annoyance and the resistance, you know, so uh, there's no way, but when and how. So that's, we can, we can, we have some choice there and we can be balanced there. And then when you enter a retreat field, you know, where there's not only being with what is, but also, you know, some yoga, some rituals, some chanting of mantra, you no, know, just like different ways of being in the situation uh, that would be probably helpful and then also if there's a teacher around who understands uh, the situation and who sends you into the garden to dig or something like that or you know, just being able to have also other approaches then yeah, just observe, just look at it just breathe into it so not every medicine is the right medicine at a certain time in our healing process. We need different kinds of medicine. That's a problem when you are practicing within a certain tradition or just with one teacher. Because every teacher is partial. Every tradition is partial. They address certain things. They have certain ways to deal with what is coming up and that might be not the best technique or the best way to deal with what is coming up for you so it's good to you know to be to to uh, uh to enrich your practice uh, with the different teachers with different traditions no uh, no tradi- I mean probably the tibetan buddhist tradition is one of the richest uh, tradition Uh, But then, you know, each teacher has his own style and each teacher has his own emphasis. So it's really helpful to learn and integrate different, uh, different flavors of different traditions and different teachers so that you can make your own healing nectar from that different instructions and different approaches. Yeah, so how to trust the process of another person in a relationship. Maybe how to contribute to that process. So more you uh, make contact with spacious loving awareness within yourself the more you make contact and rest and trust your own buddha nature more you will see that in other people so the trust in the process in of another person the life's process of another person comes through the trust in your own process So then when you look at another person, you not only see the mess, which you might want to fix or control, but you see the underlying clarity, the underlying potential, at the same time. It's not like denying that there's also the mess, but you have an unshakable faith coming from the trust into your own potential, into your own Buddha nature, into your own goodness, which you then see also in the other people. So you kind of, you, you look from a deeper place beyond the facade of the relative being into what you and he or she really is. And that recognition gives you the patience of the world. And that recognition also recognizes that, well, this is just one little life, or just one year, or just two, three years in an infinite journey, a stream of consciousness, which comes from eternity and goes into infinity. So what we see and what we share with each other It's just a little part of the journey. So even if you are together with a person who is in a complete mess, yeah, like, I mean, other people would put this person into a mental hospital because, you know, it's just too much. You are cool. And then out of that loving presence, which is, of course, healing in itself, there might be also, you know, some, some, something you might say or indicate, but it doesn't matter because you, you don't, uh, so you, you, you are not the fixer of the, of the life of another person. It's not your job. It's, it's God's job. <laughs> it's not your job. It's not your business. The same is true with children, yeah so also the I mean they are already people when they come, and they are on this infinite journey, they are a stream of consciousness, and you are you are allowed to be their guardians for a while, but you will depart and maybe meet again, possibly. That nobody is lost nobody you know, nobody is uh, is destroyed or is hopeless or something like that you know uh, love will pre- love will prevail you know that what is what is true will prevail and that will be the case for everyone. So then, giving a helping hand and just being around, I mean it's so important also to trust one's presence it's just trusting it yes, I don't know what to say I don't know to i don't i don't I don't know what to do with this mess. I have no idea, but I'm here. I'm just here I'm hanging around. I'm not afraid to be with you because I believe in you because I see. Behind that mess, there's the sun, there's the sky. It's really a relief to see people like that. But that's only possible to see people like that with more familiarity with that within you. Not giving up on you.
0: And it's amazing
1: the amount and the intensity of pain which can be hold by loving awareness. I mean, it's amazing. I have seen, your know, therapists who worked with the, like the deepest traumas you know, for hours, uh, like, you know, war traumas, and they didn't flinch.
0: They just kept a loving presence. And they were not afraid. So inspiring.
1: So look for a therapist who's not afraid of his feelings. Because otherwise that therapist will make a problem out of your feelings. He has a problem with his own feelings.